Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What up, Dodgers Nation? DMAC here. We're back with another episode of Dodgers Nation Roundtable. And today we're discussing Manny Machado. Should the Dodgers pursue Manny Machado next offseason when he can opt out of the remaining five years and $160 million on his contract? And he is most likely going to be the best free agent available, not named Shohei Otani. And I'm going to start with you, Noah. Do you think the Dodgers should go after Machado next offseason? Uh, I mean, I'm going to say yes, but kind of as a contingency plan, because obviously Shohei Otani, like you said, is the prize of the free agency class. And it's kind of clear that the Dodgers are going to be going after him. We all know that. But I do think they have to kind of dip their toes in the Machado water, because if they don't get Shohei Otani, there are not a lot of other great options outside of Manny Machado, especially after the quiet offseason they had this year. So they have to, at the very least, kind of keep tabs on Machado because if they were to strike out on Otani and Machado, it's going to feel like another almost disaster of an offseason unless they pull off a big trade. Yeah, and he's an elite player. There's no question about it. Finished second in the National League in MVP voting. He's a two-time Gold Glove Award winner. Clint, I know you're a guy that values defense. You <laughs> yes. value his ability to play that hot corner at such an elite level. I'm going to ask you this question. Do you think the Dodgers should be hot on Machado next offseason? I mean, you're looking at a butt ton of money if we're being uh, analytically minded <laughs> about this, a butt ton of money for either player. But Shohei is going to be a different stratosphere of money. And you do kind of have some concern as I switch to Shohei quickly, <laughs> completely disregard the question. Um, the idea of the eight years, you know, 10 years, the same way, like that kind of idea scares you a bit about Julio Urias, who we've talked about on Blue Heaven. We got other videos on the, on the site about that. Uh, that scares me a little bit. As we're Manny Machado with somebody who's a proven commodity, he's kind of grown into like a true leader in a clubhouse now. You know, when he was a Dodger five years ago, he he was still kind of a kid, you know, yeah. and he was coming from Baltimore. Baltimore is not a well-run organization. We know that, you know, they just let him kind of go and do whatever he needs. But this is a team that absolutely, you know, Max Muncy has, was fine in 2022 at third base. I don't know if he's the long-term future at third base uh, for this organization. We don't even know if he's going to be a Dodger in 2024 if he doesn't have a very uh, good year in in 2023 so if you're able to get yourself you know one of the upper echelon third baseman in baseball kind of get him back you get uh, a good clubhouse presence maybe you know maybe he starts some shit he doesn't need to start from time to time but it's it's an elite bat it's uh you know elite defense a platinum glove defense i think you really do go not all in on Machado. I, uh, you know, you look at all the money that Padres have spent this offseason. Yeah. They're aware there's a strong likelihood that he likes. They're not going to be able to keep him and Soto and you know you Darvish and all these kind of people. Um, and Soto's a lot younger. I think you build around him more than Manny. And then you have the opportunity to bring 
you know, uh, Fernando Tatis back in the infield. I think they're planning on not being huge players on Manny Machado, which mm. kind of opens a door for the Dodgers and a lot of other organizations. But I would be intrigued to see Manny Machado wearing that uniform number eight back <laughs> in uh, in Dodger blue. I think I think it's a good signing, you know, whatever. Or I think it could be a good signing, but six, eight years, whatever it's going to be, that's where you start to get worried. It's his age, what thirty season coming up, but I'm in on Machado. Yeah, I mean, those are all great points. I think you talk about him being a proven defender. He has that proven track record, not only defensively, but six of eleven of his 11 seasons, he's hit 30 or more home runs. If you look at the year last season, he was one of the best offensive players. If he doesn't go down with that ankle injury, maybe he does win the MVP. And you talk about his growth as well. You talk about maybe he did grow up. Maybe he did shed that whole Johnny Hustle per- persona <laughs> that Dodgers fans hated about him. And I think one story I read about Manny Machado was the fact that he was rehabbing around the clock to get that angle right he drove in a car to Arizona to that keep the swelling yeah. down and those are the things that you really don't see everyone kind of says oh it's it's the theatrics on the field I mean this is major league baseball I think hustle I want to say it's overrated but give me a guy that produces like Manny Machado versus hustling and I want to ask you that question next do you think that he has grown enough for Dodger fans to kind of welcome him with open arms after what we saw in 2018 I mean, it's such an interesting question for a few reasons. I think there's two aspects of it. One of them is, yes, what Dodger fans saw from him and the laziness and not running out to first base on ground balls and things like that that just got Dodger fans so angry. And obviously, it's one, he was a great player and Dodger fans wanted him back. But the other side, it was like, we don't want this guy anymore. I mean, he, he clearly wasn't in. And over the last three years, he's turned into such a leader in the Padres clubhouse. Yeah. And you see how much the, his teammates respect him, how much they look up to him, how much they care about him. And I do think... His, I don't want to say speeches, but his impact on that locker room is a big reason that they ended up beating the Dodgers just because of how much he wanted it and how much he kind of put that on the other team. But the other aspect of the question is him being the Padres face of the franchise now and him kind of being the exact thing that the Dodger fans are starting to hate, (laughs) like... How do they want him back after being with the Padres and being that guy? I mean, you saw in the uh, the wild uh, divisional round how into the game he was and the celebrations. And I mean, Dodger fans have to hate watching that. So to have him be a jerk on the Dodgers and then go to the, now what's turning into a pretty big rival and then be the face of that and then come back to the Dodgers. I think that's kind of weird too. It is weird, but that also tracks with what the Dodgers have done. The Dodgers have told us, if you can't beat them, sign them. That's what they did with Mookie Betts. Plus, you know, it's like you want to have those type of players. Like they they say, you know, you you hate them uh, in the opposing dugout, but you'd want to have them in your, your clubhouse. He was not that guy in 2018, but he's definitely grown into that guy. And I think he learned a lot from, you know him betting his contract. Oh yeah, for uh, you I know, bet you my that, contract when it was that, before you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Mm-hmm. We haven't heard from D. I mean, my here. thoughts are: look, I mean, when we're talking about Carlos Correa, and I yeah. was never a big let's go out there and sign Carlos Correa. And the reason why is if you look at Correa's numbers, he's never hit more than thirty home runs in a season. Machado's done it six of his eleven seasons. And when I look at Correa, he was the guy that was ultimately going to slide over to third base. And to me, I'm saying, why would I want to pay a player like Correa when Manny Machado could be a 
available to me that yeah. is a better third baseman defensively, and he's better offensively with the stick. Now, yeah. would I go out there and sign him for possibly maybe even a $300 million contract? Because when you consider his age, he'll be entering his age 31 season in 2024. You look at the deal that Aaron Judge got. Could he go out there and sign an eight or 10 year deal? Would it be with the Dodgers? To me, I look at that, I say they were playing for a lot of decline with that contract. I always use the statue test when it comes to my $300 million <laughs> contracts. Is he a guy that you could see having a statue at Dodger Stadium for $300 million? I think the answer is no. I think Mookie Betts, you could see a statue. I think Shohei Otani could absolutely see a statue. So yeah, of course it is. Otani greater than Simon Machado, but I do think Machado, when you look at the other $300 million contracts, the other $250 million plus contracts, I would take him over a lot of those guys. I would take yeah. Manny Machado over Trey Turner. I would take him over Xander yeah. Bogarts, take him over Carlos Correa. And yeah, I mean, I think that it is interesting to consider his history. Yeah. But, I mean, he's a guy that produces, and he just, he produces, he posts, and he also brings that element that you were looking for as, as far as the leadership, the fire, the yes. passion, and a different voice in that clubhouse. There's also, I mean, there's such a stark contrast in, we're talking $500 million on the table, potentially, for Shohei, and he's, he's still, this is all uncharted water dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's been posting for the last two, three years, you know, two and a half years, 60 game season and 20. Um, In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. But the, how does that hold up? Is he going to be, you know, your your number one, number two starter, and your number three hitter uh, that deep into, you know, let's say into twenty twenty nine? Is he going to be that guy? Yeah, and and if he is going to go out and get an eight year deal or a ten year deal, can you get instead Machado for you know six or eight? And I mean that goes against what the Dodgers like to do. We know they don't like to pay people you know past thirty six, but there are sometimes you need to do that, and and you know. Manny seems like the type of dude who could still hold up a little bit, you know, elderly into his 30s. But yeah, you know, I was going to get, you know, the money you do got to figure. Yeah. And that works against him. It takes him. a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to your point, he is on the wrong side of 30. And we know the Dodgers, they gave Mookie that cash because you saw his age, 27, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. They gave Freddie that cash because on a six year deal. Mm -hmm. Machado, he's in a great position where if he puts together another elite season, I do think their teams get out there. They're going to be willing to pay him eight or 10 years. And yeah. I think the Yankees, I think the Padres, 
Padres are definitely going to be a team that you talk about. He really is becoming an iconic Padre For sure. down there in San Diego. But of course, we got to ask you this question. You are the Angels expert. <laughs> I mean, you want to know about the Angels? I know a guy. His name is Noah Camerson. I would ask you if you had the option of a Manny Machado on a 10 year, $300 million contract next offseason versus Shohei Otani on maybe a 450 to $500 million yeah. contract, who would you sign, Otani or Machado? I mean, it's such a difficult question, even though people would be like, oh, Shohei Otani can do everything. But like Clint said, you don't know how that arm is going to last into the back half of that contract. I mean, yes, for the first few years, he's going into his age 29 season. Mm-hmm. Otani is still going to be an ace. Yeah. Last year, he finished fourth in the AL Cy Young. I think he should have been higher. I think he should have been second behind Verlander. And he was a silver slugger candidate, outstanding DH awards. I mean, he, he clearly is that player right now. But in six years from now, can you really rely on him doing all of that at this level? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be paying him $45 million a year? It's tough. But with that being said, I do think Otani has to be number one for the Dodgers. I, I don't even think it's a 1A and 1B. I think it's a 1 and 2, Otani and Machado, just because in the, let's just say it's six years that Otani continues this, the Dodgers are going to have a need in their starting rotation. Julio Urias yeah. is going to be a free agent. They're not going to have an ace. I don't see them re-signing him because I think he's going to go for too much money, Scott, Scott Boris client. So Otani is going to fill that number one's <laughs> ace spot. He's going to be at the top of the lineup. And the amount of revenue he's going to bring in for the Dodgers, they've always had a really good reputation with players. You know, I mean, like Kinjin Ryu and Kenta Maeda have always been around and they've been pretty big in the Asian community. I think Otani can bring that for them. I, I saw in the ESPN article, he's bringing in tens of millions of dollars of revenue to the Angels. I think that'd be mm-hmm. even bigger for the Dodgers as a bigger team. So it makes a lot of sense from a financial standpoint to give him that money. And then on the field, I mean, if it's six years that he's going to be that top of the lineup and top of the rotation player, the Dodgers are going to win a World Series in those six years. And even though Machado is going to be a great player, he's not bringing everything. So I think if I'm the Dodgers, I spend the extra money on Otani as plan A. But I think Machado should be in their mind as a plan B. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, Otani is a guy where, look, you he, he changes everything. I mean, you talk about an elite slugger, an elite pitcher, a guy from a merchandising standpoint, he is going to move the needle, sell jerseys, break cash registers at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah. But I want to ask you, Clint, what would you do in that situation? A $300 million Manny Machado or a $450 to $500 million Shohei Otani? You know, the smart answer is you go out and you go sign Shohei Otani because the Dodgers like to get the best talent available and there is no talent better or greater than Shohei. However, I say I feel in my time watching this team, my decades of watching watching this team and analyzing this team and, and reporting on this team for money, there's a need that is is better filled. Uh, the, the, the team has a need that's better filled by Machado than... You know, they they would love to be able to use that DH as a day off type thing. You know, Shohei's yeah. not really a guy who's going to go play 160 games on defense. You know, he's he, he, as, as versatile as he is, he's also kind of one-dimensional. So, sure, you're getting two dudes in a way for one roster spot, but then there there's some, like, weird restrictions, at least in my head on this. Um, yeah, I was going to mention the money, too. Like, he does kind of pay for himself, but mm-hmm. two – Shorten the answer. Uh, I, I, for some reason, just, I feel going Manny. I'd love to see Shohei in blue. 
Yeah, I mean, Shohei Otani is a guy where, look, this is the Dodgers organization that made Kevin Brown the first $100 million <laughs> man in baseball. I think it's absolutely possible that they would make Otani the first $500 million man at this stage. Yes, there's going to be a massive bidding war. We know that Uncle Stevie Cohen is going to basically yeah. include everything, $500 million, the Statue of Liberty, and the Empire State <laughs> Building to try to get Otani in Flushing, Queens. But I think what Otani brings to this organization is you are truly getting an elite pitcher. I think that people don't realize that, no, this is not a novelty act at this point. If you look yeah. at his numbers, his expected fit from 2021 to 2022 was better than Max Scherzer, Aaron Nola, Max Fried, Sandy Alcantara, Framber Valdez, my guy Luis Castillo, and Julio Urias. If you look at that ERA, sixth in baseball in the last two years, better than Corbin Burns, Alcantara, Freed, Bueller, Bieber, Webb, McC- McClanahan. I mean, this guy is the real deal. And only one guy's hit more home runs than him over the last two seasons, and that's Aaron Judge. His 80 bombs is tied with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. His 146 WRC plus is better than Manny Machado, better than Mookie Betts, better than Carlos Correa, Rafael Devers, Trey Turner, and Austin Riley. So you look at the production of a Shohei Otani and kind of get back to your your point about can he shoulder this? Can a guy go out there and continue to be an elite pitcher and hitter well into his 30s? Well, I think if there is an organization that has shown they can build the depth to surround Otani with enough pieces to be able to do that it is the Dodgers but do you have any concerns about him and do you think at some point he has to decide whether or not he's going to be a pitcher or a hitter and just kind of focus on one if I did not have to write or if I did not write so many articles on the Angels I would say yes I'd be concerned but I've learned a lot about Otani covering the Angels and when you hear from the people around him like his manager Hideki Koriyama in Japan who was for the Nippon Ham Fighter I think is the team name yep. the way he talks about Otani and how he approaches the game it, it's like it, no one has ever seen someone like him and Joe Madden says it and Phil Nevin says it and they just say I've never seen someone approach the game the way he does take care of his body the way he does I mean it's it, you you think of like Tom Brady now he's playing till he's 45 years old because he takes care of his body LeBron James plays till age 20 season he's still doing what he's doing because how he takes care of his body and Otani feels the same way the way that these guys talk about him they always say I've never seen someone like Otani I've never seen someone approach the game and care about so much and improve so much so that makes me not have concerns because even though you can't imagine someone doing what he's doing. If anyone can do it, it feels like it would be him. And he feels so committed to winning and so committed to getting better every year that I'm actually expecting him to have an even better 2023 than his unanimous MVP season in 2021. And last year, he had a better season statistically than he did in 2021. And I think he's going to be even better this year. So I, I honestly don't have concerns, at least for the next six, seven years. Yeah, if you look at the way he's built, I think that he is the guy, I mean, that could possibly do it. You talk about LeBron James. To me, it's the 2003 draft. Manny Machado is Carlo, Carmelo Anthony and Shohei is LeBron. He's like Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Donald basically molded into <laughs> yeah. one player. And the way I look at it, too, is if you could go out there and get a top five hitter for $250 million and a top five pitcher for $250 yep. million, would you go out there and do it? The answer is yes. Yeah. Then you factor in the merchandising. Manny Machado, Dodger fans already have his number eight Machado jersey that they got at Ross for like two ninety nine after he <laughs> didn't sign. Clint has two of them, so he's not. Gonna... I didn't buy him. Somebody gave him oh, yeah. as, a, as a joke gift, but anyway, you but, can sell that when he when I know, comes right? back. Yeah, but I mean, do you think that yeah Machado would excite the fan base enough as a guy for that kind of price? Because it does feel like this this organization, if they want to go out there and spend that kind of money, you have to bring those additional benefits, like a Mookie and a Freddie that do sell jerseys, yeah. that do put butts in the seats. 
I mean, Manny's not going to be a guy who sells, I feel, like Padres fans will buy because Padres fans like him. Dodger fans would buy because they like their players. I think he can grow into uh, something big, you know, something selling. But he's not going to be marketable in the way mm-hmm. Shohei F. Otani is going to be. Um, I, I think you look at the player more than all the other you know, BS that comes along with it. Well, one, yeah. one interesting thing is, I, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if this would make an impact at all. But you think of Manny Machado. I mean, I don't think there's a player who gets booed louder right now at Dodger Stadium than Manny Machado. I mean, you could say <laughs> Carlos Correa, you could say Jose Altuve. I would definitely say both of those guys. I don't but. know. Manny gets some pretty loud boos, and I, maybe it's because we play him more. It, there's so a little I, bit of a sarcasm too with Machado's yeah. versus uh-huh. Correa. It's like pure yeah, hatred. Yeah, I mean, Correa's hatred. But I, there's just something to be said, like. I, Obviously, if you bring in Machado, I mean, there's no way fans can be mad because of how great of a player he is. But just like something feels weird about him being the new face of the Dodgers. Otani comes in, he's the face of the team. If Machado comes in, he's not as much the face of the team, which maybe isn't a bad thing because you don't need a new one with Mookie Betts there. But at the same time, if you're trying to sell a player to a fan base, Otani is so much easier to sell, in my opinion, than Machado. No, I think if they go the Machado route, it's more that he absolutely fills a position of need. I want to get back to your point about the future of the third base position because Max Muncy has that club option for 2024. Miguel Vargas is a guy who really is still looking to find that position at the big league level. He could very well be the guy. We know Max loves playing second base as well. Absolutely. I, I don't think he he's he's said very much. He's grown into a comfort point, but he said very much he does not like third base. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I know. No, yeah, he, he doesn't like third base, <laughs> but he has been able to adjust. And I think that's yeah. the thing about Max Muncy. Very adaptable. But yeah, to me, when it comes to Machado and the Dodgers, it feels like they had that summer fling there in 2018, <laughs> but really didn't have those sparks. Yeah. But the reality with Machado is it's all about the money. It's all about the Manny for Machado. And if the Dodgers want to go out there and pay him big, then maybe they do it. But the reports are that they're very, very, they're very locked in to bring him back to San Diego. Yeah. I mean, it would be a highly intelligent move for them as an organization to bring him back. And, you know, I, I kind of agree with the way you're, you're leading to like, uh, you know, what's the what's one of the adage, adages uh, you don't get back with your ex. Yeah, <laughs> it did not end on the greatest of terms for sure. I mean, there was a point there where they did want to bring him back, but I don't think they really wanted to that hard. And then when you looked at 10 and 300 that he ended up ultimately signing, um, he wouldn't get that kind of contract again just because of the age. I, I think I feel I don't know. Contracts are nuts, but um yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's where that I'm at. I actually the, think when you consider the, the years <laughs> that these guys are getting, I, I really could see him just signing. He would actually be the first player in Major League Baseball history to sign two 10 yeah. year, $300 million contracts. Second, and, after second. Carlos Correa. Yeah, well, this offseason. <laughs> that, uh, well, I mean, we're talking about after pending physicals. Okay? <laughs> There's also A Rod, but still. yeah. But I mean, all pretty pretty unlikable character. You're talking about two, <laughs> two, three, two, uh, three hundred million dollar deals. So yeah. oh, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if you look at uh, their their owner Peter Seiler, he said our very strong intent, very strong is to have Manny here for the rest of his career. My hope is that he ends up with the New York Yankees. I think he feels like a guy that that should be in the Bronx, a guy that has that attitude that would fit well with the pinstripes. That Do you guys be. think that Manny would fit well with the current culture and the current nucleus of this Dodgers team? I mean, yes, in the fact that I think, like we said, he's grown a lot and he can definitely fit in nicely. But I I personally don't see him not in San Diego. I just think they love him so much there. He's grown into such a leader in the clubhouse. The fans, I mean, he's someone, you said the statue test. Manny Machado, if he stays, he could get a statue in San Diego just for the impact he's made there. And especially if they keep winning, or at least 
start winning more. But um, I don't. I, I don't see him not beating San Diego. Yes, it's going to be hard for them to bring back Soto Machado with the Tatis deal and try to make a play for Otani. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's crazy. But I think Machado can ultimately end up staying there. Yeah, to, to piggyback off off that question, you know, we're looking at at this. You're talking about this Dodger you know culture and clubhouse. We don't know what it is anymore. It's yeah. complete. It's very very different ball club heading into 2023 and into the season into into spring training. So that's a that's a tough question. You know. And this is not it's not JT's clubhouse anymore. So anything is open. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's a great point that it's really uncharted waters. It's a new era in Dodger baseball, and we'll see what that means. And just get your predictions. So we're gonna do a lot of Shohei Otani videos. We're gonna do a deep dive on Otani in a little bit, but just to wrap this one up, what was your prediction for Manny Machado? Do you think he ultimately re-signs with the Padres? Yeah, do you think he ends up elsewhere? He he's gonna be a Padre, I think. I think uh we we've <clears throat> seen this offseason that just you know is about to complete uh the Padres are all in they got the money right now Peter Seidler wants to win and you know he he sees the the window cracking a little bit with you know at least that form of the Dodgers reign of dominance still gonna be a very good good ball club but it's not gonna be the same teams are going up against so uh I think he wants that guy they want that guy Mm -hmm. to be the leader and like you're saying you know statue Definitely possible in San Diego if he stays for another decade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at they offered a billion dollars combined to Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, and Xander Bogarts. Two of those players didn't even seem like they fit with Turner and Bogarts. They did it anyway. I don't see any way that they don't throw tons of money at Machado. I'm like $300 million for sure, maybe eight years, something like that. Maybe even more. I mean, whatever it is, I don't see any way that they don't offer him anything to bring him back because of how much he's done for that team. Yeah, they've proven that they're one of the most aggressive teams. They're one of the biggest spenders in the league at this point. But I do think at the end of the day, my memory of Manny Machado on the Dodgers is going to be that 227 postseason batting average in 2018 and him on his knees striking out to Chris Sale making the final out. But wouldn't it be the the nightmare scenario, though, is let's say the Padres sign Otani and the Dodgers get Manny Machado. That'd be a little consolation prize. But let's say Otani signs elsewhere and the Dodgers don't. Let's say Otani signs with the Mets, for example. Yeah. Maybe they steal Manny Machado from the Padres, and then you squash one of your rivals. But yeah, I do think at the end of the day, it's clearly he hangs out with Seidler and the owner. I mean, yeah. he's really entrenched he's, he's in San Diego. He's, he's a San they, Diego. They, they boy. love him there. I mean, they yeah. love beautiful him. city. It's we a nice saw city. it. We had a good time we there. Did. Yeah, San nice Diego. Weather. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's gonna that's a wrap on this episode of Dodgers Nation Roundtable. And we want all your thoughts and takes down below in the comment section. Do you think the Dodgers should aggressively pursue Manny Machado when he opts out next offseason? Would you take Machado over Shohei Otani? And I'll qualify that with a $300 million Machado versus a $500 million Otani. Let us know down below in the comment section. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. This is Noah Cameras. You can follow him at at Noah Cameras on Twitter. And of course, the legend, Mr. Clint Pesillas. Go ahead and follow him at RealFRG. But be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and drop those comments down below. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and we out. We out. We out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.